0: From the newsroom of South Coast Today, this is ST Speaks, a podcast diving deeper into the news of the day and covering hot-button issues that matter to you. You're listening to ST Speaks. Hello, and welcome back to the Cape Pod Sportscast, episode 3.5. Not a really uh, full episode on its own. We're doing a little bit of... Uh, cross-pollination with uh, some of my old my old buddies over at the Standard Times here, so I'm with uh, Brendan Curie of South Coast Varsity, the podcast digital sports editor for the Standard Times. Brendan, how are you? Thanks for having me, Wes, but I only agreed to do
1: this if it was uh, podcast 3.72.
0: Oh, geez. So we're a little bit early. We'll, we'll leave
1: and I'll come back in about 22 minutes. Yeah, we'll,
0: we'll edit this in post, kind of get the updates going and the whole new iOS system and everything, right? Updates. Absolutely. The,
1: the key point is uh, it's good to be back talking high school sports <laughs> with uh, Wes, who, who are I work for it here at the Standard Times.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, I come back every now and again. We'll do, uh, the Banner Eighteen podcast—a little something about the Boston Celtics, which we actually just wrapped up uh, just a few moments ago. So it's nice to kind of keep the uh, keep the train running here.
1: Absolutely. If you want a little trade deadline talk for the Celtics, uh, listen. Give Banner Eighteen episode—I uh, think it's fourteen—a listen. Episode fourteen. I've been 14.0 yeah, I guess
0: 14.0 Okay. Yeah. Well, th- next week we'll do fourteen point two, and we can kind of go on from there. The and... more,
1: the merrier, right? The more people that have to uh, sit there and listen to us talk, the better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? I can't think of a single person. No, no. My own mother is probably the only person who's listening to this right now. But Hi, Mom. Yeah, what's up, Mom? How are you? Uh, but, you know, I think today what we wanted to talk about is, uh, you know, some of the best, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe all-star games. We're coming up on All-Star Weekend in the NBA and that sort that of thing. Got that all-star feel
1: right it now in the basketball kind of, yeah, world. Yeah, absolutely.
0: The Pro Bowl just wrapped up. You had the NHL All-Star Game over the weekend as well. With the so. Pro,
1: Pro Bowl? What is that?
0: Pro Bowl? Is that what I said?
1: That's some football thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I I never watch it.
0: They play it in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. No, (laughs) it was in Orlando this year. That's... uh you and now it's sport. before
1: the Super Bowl, so none of the Patriots ever get to play anymore. Right? Why would you want to go to that though? It's a much important game. Yeah. If it's not in Hawaii, what's the point? Exactly. No Who free wants trip to go to to
0: Orlando? Ugh. Ah. One of the armpits of uh, of America. I'm sorry. It's
1: actually really a preview of what the NFL will probably look like in ten years.
0: Yeah. yeah I know. With No know. contact. Yeah. But but we digress. Uh, two minutes in, we're already digressing. I think this is just kind of. How I, was, the conversation I was basically goes. planning
1: on ripping the Pro Bowl for most of this podcast.
0: Oh, okay. So let me just go over my notes here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great. Uh, but yeah. So we. Wanted to talk about uh, some of the uh, the best uh, high school boys and girls players in the area that we have seen to date of uh, this season. It's going to vary a little bit because, of course, I covered the Cape Cod kind of lower South Coast Conference region, uh, but mostly uh, Bourne, Upper Cape, and and Sandwich and. Uh, you have a ten area schools. that you Yeah, have to kind Westport of cover. to
1: yeah. Wareham and uh, up to Apopkaquid. So you know we over, it's like the Venn diagram is probably the SEC.
0: Right. Yes. You know yep. the,
1: the overlap of the Venn diagram is the South Coast Conference, and mm-hmm. then uh, we get to see a few schools on each side outside of that.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know it's a little bit tougher for me. Bourne's having a little bit of a down year, so when I do see those teams kind of come over from the South Coast Conference, uh, it, it hasn't been too favorable actually. So it's been it's been a tough year for Bourne basketball. Uh, but I think if we can kind of I think a good way to kind of go through this we'll start with the boys we'll go to the girls uh, you name one player i name one player we kind of go back and forth and all right does that sound fair enough works for me all right i'll give you i'll give you the honors organizational Age skills
1: here all right well uh, so so i i went i had four guys i was able to pick right away for like mm-hmm. my top five and then I, I struggled over the fifth but i'll i'll start with my with my sec guys okay um so my first SEC guy here is Dom Mello of Wareham. Uh, yes,
0: very familiar with him.
1: Broke onto the scene as a freshman, uh, one of the most lethal three-point shots in the area, but he's also athletic. He can get to the rim. Uh, I actually only saw him once this year against Old Rochester uh, in the dog pound. He actually struggled somewhat that game it wasn 't his best game, but i 've seen him play uh, last year as a freshman you know i 've seen him around a little bit in the summers and stuff uh, sure. you know playing and he 's just an incredible player, kind of a complete package, uh, everything other than than really size uh, and a great story too and we did a feature story on him last uh, year and uh, he kind of he was a seventh grader he was, he was a little bit pudgy you know he loved basketball, but he, yep. you know he didn 't look like a basketball player, and he kind of at that point I think in seventh grade, like was just like, I want to be a basketball player. I want to start for Wareham as a freshman, and he dedicated himself to it, and he worked with a bunch of different trainers and you know played basketball all year-round. And as a freshman, uh, he was – now, last year, they did have another star, so he was probably the second-best player on the team right. last year. But, but as Joe a Vaughan freshman, Thomas. that's pretty, yeah. pretty good. Yeah, And, and now he's, he's uh, I'd say, hands down the best player on the Vikings.
0: Right. And he's got to be the youngest player on your list, right, as a sophomore
1: – Yes, he is uh, the youngest player on my list. When we get to the girls' side, there's some young girls. Sure. on the boys' side, I actually looking through it, I think it's all seniors other than him.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, for myself, I got uh, all seniors and and one junior on the team. So I, I think I'm starting in Bourne. Um, so stay with the SEC crossover. It's a senior captain, David Laney. Um, as he goes for the canalman, so does Bourne. Uh, guy, now he's the point guard over there? Yeah, he's yeah. a point guard. So he, he's been a uh, starting point guard for the last four years. So he was a part of those uh, those good canalman teams with Ashworth and Parker Friedman mm-hmm. and Chris Davis, uh, who are all playing at college at the next level right now. Obviously, Ashworth is more on your radar. Yeah, yeah Fairhaven guy. Um, but, yeah, so I think uh, the thing about Laney, he is – Energizer Bunny personified. You know, this is a guy who never comes off the court. It wasn't. That was
1: was my one thought about him was yeah, he never seems to come off the court.
0: No, in fact, it wasn't until the sixth game of the year uh, that he actually took a break in the game. Other wow. than that, he played all, all, 30. all
1: 32. every yeah, game. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And uh, just recently, he twisted his knee in a game against Case last week. So when they played uh, uh Tech on Friday, they were without him. And, and actually, they surprisingly played very well. It's kind of interesting when you see when you lose a player of that caliber who's so reliant for your offense and on both sides of the ball, for that matter. Um, you wonder wh- who's going to step up yeah. in his place, how, and it how took literally everyone on the team to beat him, and they almost lost to that one win Bears team. But the fact of the matter is, they they pulled it out. But Laney, uh, he can get to the get to the hoop at will. You know, he's a tenacious defender. He's got a good three point shot. You know, I think there's been a couple times this this season where he's hit three or more threes in a game. Um, and, and, like I said, as he goes, so does the canalman. They're not looking like a playoff team this year, uh, barring a, a dramatic run to close out the season. Um, but he, he is the face of the canalman.
1: All right. Good to know. Yeah. I don't get to see too much boring every, every once in a while.
0: Yeah. I, like I said, maybe last year where they were, uh, you know, battling ORRs and uponiquits and those yep, type of things, exactly. maybe yeah. that, would, that would kind of bring you out. But, um, yeah, I, I don't blame you. <laughs>
1: All right. So my next guy, my uh, second SEC guy on on my list, is Ben Fox. Yep. from Old Rochester, just a really all around game. A better passer than I think most people realize. Uh, you know, he's great. He, he's, he's he's great at swinging the ball around the arc. He's great at di- driving and dishing. Uh, he's a player. I remember him as a sophomore. Kind of, he was just kind of a shooter off the bench. You know, he mm-hmm. was a break in case of need of a three point shot kind of right. guy. And last year, he was still kind of mostly a scorer. Uh, they had their couple of big men last year in, in Noonan and Vals. we were both playing college ball mm-hmm. as well. And so you know, he was kind of a backseat and then Jason Gamash, of course. And this year with uh, Jason Gamash missing, I think it was seven or eight games with an Set, injury, yeah, yep. it was uh, Ben Fox really stepped up. He's kind of a 17-7-7 seven seven guy a lot of times in the stat column. Every once in a while, he kind of, you know, a lot of players get into this where he starts like he's feeling it, and then he starts uh, kind of doing some pull-up threes sure, yeah. early in the shot clock. So I think every once in a while, uh, Coach Carvalho gets a little frustrated, but you know, a player of that caliber, you got to give him a little bit of free reign sometimes.
0: Yeah, and that was a guy who I saw against Bourne in a uh, forty-point home blowout. It was Gamash's first game back, and it was just so funny. You talk about those pull-up threes. Yeah, Gamash hit three straight threes, just kind of pulling up, no passing, just kind of straight heat check. And then, like two or three minutes later, Bennett Fox does the same thing from the opposite side of the wing. You know, and it's just it's amazing to see one the Bulldogs' height and length and athleticism kind of going spanning all five positions. You can kind of have that that interchangeable parts there, but bennett fox you mentioned a guy he who can really play of,
1: one through five
0: yeah and he's he can incredibly versatile yeah
1: yeah uh, he's more athletic than you realize and yeah he's, he's an all-around complete
0: player and kind of speaking to what you said to the player that he was you know a few years ago uh talking to scott ashworth the born coach you know that was something that jumped out to him he made it a point to say that that guy's gotten so much better he was just a shooter before yep. but now you got to respect his drive to the hoop and that's just a, a whole nother layer to his game that you've seen him kind of step up this year uh so i, I got i got no problems with that that yeah, it's a, a little hard to, to pick him
1: over Gamash, but I mean missing all those games is tough for Jay, especially at this point in the season. He's probably missed half of their games up to this point.
0: Yeah, but when he came back, I mean, you it could makes tell a difference, yeah. yeah, it was a completely different team.
1: Other than uh, that Wareham game, I was a little surprised by that Wareham. They lost to Wareham. In oh, Wareham, yeah. I I saw them beat Wareham without Gamash. So I was a little surprised that with Gamash, they lost. Although it's always tough to play in Wareham.
0: Yeah, you never it's never an easy place to play. Uh, you know, moving I'm going to stay inborn for my second pick, but go across the Rotary to uh, Upper Cape Tech to a senior guard. Uh, he's really more of a two-guard. Colin Smith, he's a Falmouth native, uh, but you know he, he wants to be a plumber or an electrician or something, so he's going to Upper Cape. Um, and he is their go-to scorer. Uh, he's averaging 20 a game, much like Laney. Laney's like right around 17, 18, 19 points a game. Uh, Colin Smith is a guy who... Can get a shot at will. He's not afraid to jack it up. Uh, he can get to the hoop. He's got a really kind of smooth, slick handle about him. He's got quick hands. You know, I've seen him steal, steal four or five balls. You know, in a game. Yeah, you know, it just seems like regular at, at midcourt. He's kind of that linchpin for uh, head coach Billy Mccouch's kind of a uh, pressing zone defense that they like to do. And he he starts the fast break. They, you know they don't they're not great in the offensive sets. I think uh, the Rams are six and eight overall. So, uh, but they're doing pretty well in the max small. They did just lose to uh, Old Colony. Uh, but you know what they want to do is that they're not great in the half court sets. They want to beat you on defense, get out and start running and throw throw the ball forward. and for them. That I think he's absolutely what uh, what they're looking for and. Outside of that, again, much like Laney, if they didn't have him, the Rams would be lost this season.
1: Uh, so you, you have a lot of teams, like it seems like, with uh, with a standout guy. One standout guy, standout. right.
0: So, I mean, Bourne is, is that case more than the other. I think when we get start talking about Sandwich, uh, they have a lot of decent players and a little bit on the younger side as well. Um, but no one that really takes them over the top. I have mm. um, actually two guys from Sandwich. There's, I'll hold off on that afterwards, but – you, uh, yeah, I guess it's my turn first. here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, we'll, it's like Christmas we'll morning. We're here, taking yeah. turns
1: opening gifts here. Now, at this point, I'm done with SEC guys, but I want okay. to mention our rules for this were guys you've seen play. Yep. And Aponiquit's in our coverage area, but I have not seen them play. So I just want to mention that I'm sure Andy Johnson and Adam Seablom would probably, if they wouldn't make my list, they'd at least be right there in the competition. Sure. For it. And I've um, seen them
0: play against Born too, and that, that's a that's Yeah. A sound so I just team. want to make yeah. sure
1: that I mention those guys are in our, our coverage area, but I have not seen them play. Um, and then actually fall into that same category you're talking about Old Colony, Jake Jason. Right. Great player for Old Colony. I've not seen the Cougar boys play that like this year. So those are those are. Before I get to the rest of my guys, those are kind of my three kind of uh, honorable asterisks. mentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, absolutely. I didn't get to see him play, so um, I'll move on to to New Bedford uh, and Elias Perez. Okay, he's a senior. Uh, he actually moved back from Florida. Uh, he had been in the area through his freshman year, moved to Florida, and then moved back and he's the point guard and he's he's a very smooth player. He's one of those guys who he looks like he's playing slower than everyone else sure, on the court yep. but he's not. You know, he kind of glides through the game a little bit, very smooth. A little Jason Tate to me. Okay. He's very now, smooth now in everything he does, uh, you know, and uh He's a pretty good shooter. He's, he's the point guard. He kind of makes everything go. He's a good passer. And uh, he just he's just kind of the guy who's always under control, no matter what the situation. If it's close late, if they're getting blown out early, if they're blown out early, mm-hmm. he's just always kind of even keeled. And I think that's really important for that team. Right. Because they have a couple of guys who can get really high, really low, really quickly. A couple of really emotional guys. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so he's kind of the one. You see Brian Rudolph. The first year coach talking to him a lot of times, bringing him over every free throw, talking to him, and he really trusts him to kind of be an extension of the coaching staff on the court.
0: So has he been one of the main reasons for that that whale of resurgence? This he year? is.
1: It's interesting because the New Bedford's lineup is is basically entirely new from last yeah. year. Um, you know, they brought he came back from Florida. They brought a couple of kids over from Voke in Elijah Diaz and Colby McCoy. Mm-hmm. They had Trey resendi's cross transfer back from Bishop Stang. So you're basically looking at their lineup, And other than De Monty Condi, who is the only holdover, and they're starting, and really in their top six. Okay, so what, um, and the then Lamar, Lamar Antonio. Lamar yeah, so, yeah. Sorry, two holdovers in their top six. Mm-hmm. Um, Antonio originally started the year off the bench, Okay. and then they inserted him into. They swapped him in for cross. Um, so then now Anton's starting Zendy's cross as a six man. So yeah, four four out of their top six. Are new guys, so yeah, it's, they, and they've all had you know in their own ways big parts. But I'd say uh, Perez is probably the most important. With an honorable mention going to Elijah Diaz because he's he's the best shooter on their team.
0: And I think when you have, uh, you know, when, when things are working well, when you have your flagship school or if your coverage kind of playing well, you know, it makes, it's, makes it's coverage fun. that it's much great. fun. Yeah, yeah I covered it?
1: the New Bedford Durfee, and I think all basketball fans in this area, right. oh, if they they've know. been basketball fans for a while, remember those epic 90s era oh, yeah. Durfee, New Bedford. I mean, They were just
0: honoring the team, right? The they just honored the 93, 93 team. championship yeah.
1: team, uh, you know, 25-year anniversary mm-hmm. of their championship, and, you know, those were games where they needed police presence and police police. police escorts to and from, they actually were almost a little proud they got a police escort out of New Bedford. Really? Or out of Durfee, back to New Bedford uh, after that last one. Uh, you know, there, there were some incidents that you weren't quite as happy about. There was an almost fight on the court that I think I man, saw you tweet something. Yeah, about it resulted that, yeah. in about a fifteen-minute delay, and there were four technicals given out, and one player ejected. Uh, never, never really got serious. So kind of, it was, it was almost an NBA fight, a lot of pushing and shoving, but yeah. no no real violence. Well, uh, you that's know. just AFC North it was, football. There was boom. a bunch of guys who wanted the other guy to start the fight.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's how things kind of work out in the NBA anyway, right? I mean, yes, yeah, yeah, everyone's waiting for the other. Guy. Yeah, yeah that's, just, that's just basketball fighting there. Uh, number three, like I said, we're going to go over to uh, Sandwich for me, another another point guard. Uh, he's a senior guard, Gage Miller. Um, he kind of makes that offense go. You know, he's, he's the, again, he's going to be that quarterback, that senior caller. He's not a great shooter, uh, but he's a guy who can get to the basket at will. He's a good closer. He gets creative when he's getting run into the dish, and he's not afraid to dish it out either. So he's got some nice complementary pieces that when they can play uh, with their heads on straight – you know they're they're good. It's just a matter of getting, like you said, you get a lot of ups, you get a lot of downs mm-hmm. from their big men there. But Gage Miller uh, is kind of is kind of the main constant there for him, uh, and was was pretty pivotal in a twenty point blowout. I want to say it was like 23, 24 points uh, at home against Coyle Cassidy. Now wow. Sandwich is a Division two team. So there's uh, maybe a level of competition sort of thing, but I know Coyle. Still, supposed that's to be an really impressive
1: good. win. Yeah, Coyle. They played uh, Bishop Stang is our team that plays Coyle right, in our okay. area, and they played them. I want to say it was a four point game. Yep. against Coyle and Bishop Stang is undefeated, and you know they have state championship, state, hope yeah, aspirations. So that that impresses me.
0: Yeah, and I, I think uh, everyone was kind of shocked by that. I think the coach would even tell you that <laughs> he went up and scouted. Um, you know, a taunton coil game earlier in the year and was like, I don't know, even know what I'm going to have to do with these guys. So they're giving up a lot of height. You know, and one thing that Coil does, which I thought was kind of interesting, I know we're getting off topic now, uh, but that thought was interesting. They only have seven guys on the team, so, you know, they get gassed by the end of the yeah. game. And in a way to save, uh, you know, energy, conserve energy, when they're shooting free throws, <laughs> they don't set up a guy, anyone at the line they send everyone back and get their defense set. Wow. Oh, yeah. So I don't I don't know how I much mean, you, that actually You see helps. that often at the
1: end of a game or something in no, certain scenarios. No, like this was first second quarter. Game.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Don't, they don't even bother with it. They said, oh. "All right, let it and then see if you can come beat us when our set defense." So I thought that was kind of interesting they ended up doing it at will. You know, it was like sandwich was out in front from, from from the get-go, but you know, Gage Miller's the guy who's dropped 20 points here and there. Should have been a team captain. Had a little bit of tardiness issues, uh, But, you know, I think Regardless of whether he has a C on his on his jersey or anything like that, uh, he is a leader of that team.
1: All right, Gage, I'll have to check him out. Uh, so now I'm I'm down to uh, my Bishop Stan guys. As I mentioned okay. earlier, they're undefeated.
0: Actually, your alma mater, West. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I'm trying to stay I'm trying to stay biased here. Yeah, uh, yeah, unbiased. Um, I'm unbiased. I'm no, you that trying was, to stay that was biased. Freudian okay. Slip, I think there. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: so uh, it, it's all right. They got two guys on my on my list here. But uh, so first, I'll go with Damian Perry. Dan Perry, Dan yeah. Perry, Wareham's yep. finest. Wareham kid, yep, and uh, you know, I've, name's been around forever. Seems like uh, he was on, he was a freshman on the Stang Championship right. team, yeah. a couple of seasons ago, and uh, really is kind of coming into his own as a as a true point guard. So back on that championship team, they had Avery DeBrito, who kind of ran the point. He's playing right. at the University of New England now, um, and so the other two guards, the two Wareham guards, him and Justin Lopes, were kind of able to free it up as shooters more. Mm-hmm. And so last year, you kind of saw him learning that point guard position more, and now he's really kind of figured it out because. I think he also knows that's where he's going to have to play at the next level. Sure. You know, he's not a big kid. He's probably 5'10". Um, but lightning quick, quick first dribble, really good step back to really quick step back. Uh, finishes well at the rim with either hand uh, and just you know really kind of added that passing ability and sharing the ball more and getting his teammates involved more this year. Which really has elevated his game to the next level from just being a, you know, give him the ball and let him score to I'm really going to facilitate an mm-hmm. offense and, you know, kind of get all the guys involved and make sure everything's clicking. So, Dame Perry is my fourth guy there.
0: Thousand-point scorer, too, right? I just just hit him against recently. Fian
1: uh, about a month ago, I think. Yep. Yep. So, and they swept in this year, which is a big thing for Stang. It's always a big rivalry for them.
0: And you know what's funny, too? It's, uh, you know, they have two... Wareham backcourt guys, right? Justin Lopes was the other guy that yep, you mentioned, right? Yeah, he's a shooting guard, yeah. And they're both from Wareham. Colby Santos is from Wareham. Yep. They're from onset. You got that kind of thing going on. Like, you know, that, that, that's got to work out in his favor. Yeah, it's, you see... I, I don't doubt there's a reason that they both ended up there. Yeah, there's some similarities there. And you got to love the kind of recruiting battle that you have going on that you mentioned earlier when you were talking about the new Bedford player. Uh, it was a Trevor Zende's. Trevor Zende's, yep. Who, uh, who been at came Stang back? And, was came back to Stang, mm-hmm. and then what is, is Malik Morris? Was he a, a guy who was a transfer? Uh, Malik Morris has been there since he was a
1: freshman. Okay. I don't actually know what town he's from. So I
0: thought there was something going on with maybe with another player trying. They were trying to get. I know Bryson Goodine could have went to New yep. Bedford. Yeah, Daquan Chumack is on Bishop
1: Stang. I think yep. he's a New Bedford kid.
0: Okay, maybe that. Maybe that's Daquan Chumack, yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, so I'm sure we're. Get into the other staying player here in just a minute. I, I can't wait because that's just, just put a smile <laughs> on my face there. Uh, my second, my fourth guy is a, another Sandwich Blue Knight. He's a junior, though, youngest guy on my, my list, Eric Conrad. Uh, he is easily their best pure score, best pure player. There's a, a question, I think, whether or not he brings it every night. Uh, and I think the coach, you know, Dennis Green, will be the first person to tell you that. Uh, you, most often after losses, that's the first thing he needs. I need more from Eric. I need more from Eric. But he's a, a good swing guy. You know, he he kind of plays a nice two-man game with Gage Miller They in the pick and roll. They have a really good connection on uh, inbounds plays, which they seem to convert on. But he can step outside, knock down a three. But he can also, you know, get his back to the basket and work on the block a little bit too. So he's uh, he's kind of a tweener as far as height goes. You know, like maybe he's. Five eleven, maybe he's six feet, maybe he's okay, six. Everybody got some
1: post moves, huh?
0: but yeah, but he's got he's got some size, and you know, he's, once those braces come off, you know, he looks mm-hmm. like he's an older kid. But when you see him and everything after the games, like you're like, oh wow, he is only a junior. He's got a little bit more growing to do, uh, and he's, I think, could be a, a pretty solid mismatch for uh, teams coming in. I, I don't know. I'm not sure the Cape doesn't really have a lot of very athletic players. I think mm-hmm. there's good shooters. I think there's good systems on the Cape. Uh, but I don't think you're seeing what you see in the kind of city basketball when you come to New Bedford, yeah. that area, Brockton, that area, Boston city leagues, that sort of thing. Like you don't you don't see that type of uh, explosiveness, and he has that type of athleticism. So I think he's a l- little bit of a mismatch for uh, you know the competition that, he, that he's going up against.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I have to watch a little more Cape basketball here. So.
0: Yeah, well, you know they're a bubble That's team. A they're the they're six here and here, eight. Yeah, they're six. Uh, they play Dartmouth. I think they play Dartmouth. Okay. Usually, uh, uh, yeah. Dartmouth yeah.
1: a little, little down there this year. A lot of sophomores on the team. Yeah. Yeah. This year, I haven't actually seen them play yet. But.
0: but they're they're a bubble team there, so they're they're six and eight right now. So they got to do a little bit of work if they want to get All in. All right.
1: So yeah, probably four and two the rest of the way. Yeah. Uh, if they have twenty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. So I like I said earlier, I had four. The first four spots. Boom. Wrote them right down. No yep. problem. Fifth spot. I had about three guys in the conversation here, and I ended up choosing Malik Morris. We just mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, I didn't mean to ruin that he, for he's you. Got the, he's got the all-around game. look when I said Malik Morris. they got the death stare. Was, <laughs> Shut up. I'm talking about yeah, him later. Right. So, yeah, Malik Morris, uh, senior this year. Uh, I actually thought last year he was the best player on the team. Yep. Perry's maybe improved enough to, to leapfrog him, but he's probably still the most important guy on the team because as we saw last year in the playoffs, suddenly if Stang's not shooting – they have some trouble, and he's the one guy who can kind of score down low. He has a mid-range game. He's just, he just, if he decides he's going to get to the basket, he's getting there. He finishes yep. well. He's probably their best rebounder. They have Sam Golden, who's kind of their big man, who's a good rebounder too. But for his size, Malik Morris is an excellent rebounder. Hits the boards hard and just always plays hard. Gets some passing lanes. Disruptive defensively. So he just kind of he goes back a little bit to that Fox. He's one of those guys that has a great all-around game. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think that's where what I think about Eric Conrad too. If I could just harp back on him, I mean, he can he can bring the ball up a little bit. He can play good defense. He can rebounds. Yeah, I think yeah, he's more than another. He's probably a two through five, maybe not a one through five, but
1: yeah. You know he can play multiple positions. God,
0: Kobe Santos has just got to be sitting sitting pretty right now. He's just <laughs> he got to is. love this. He's guy. got a lot of talent there. How so. does
1: he manage all? Of that? And a lot of them are juniors. So I think Morris is a senior, but a lot yep. of them are juniors. So God, and I'm sure he'll
0: continue to bring in a uh, you know pluck a couple more kids over from onset and then uh, start start again.
1: I should quickly mention my other two guys that Elijah Diaz, who I mentioned earlier, the shooter mm-hmm. for New Bedford, the shooting guard, and then Gamash were the two other guys I was debating. Yeah, for that. Gamash is tough there.
0: because that's like you said, he missed so much time. Game, seven Man. eight games. But yeah, I mean when I saw him come back against Bourne, uh he, he was like shooting unconscious. It was crazy. Yeah, just able to do anything at will. Yeah. Uh but like like you said, my, my fourth guy my fifth guy was kind of tough. I was uh kind of actually I wanted to maybe go outside the box here for a minute. I did go see St. Andrews and uh oh, okay. Springfield Common over the weekend. So you're, I did get a going chance Taco to catch.
1: Bell What's that? You're going Taco Bell here. Yeah. I'm thinking outside the exactly.
0: box. Thinking outside the box. Yeah, we're going fourth meal. Uh, but, that yeah, I, I love Bryson Goodine's game. I thought he was very efficient. I thought he played within the offense. He finished uh, 6 of 10 shooting for 16 points, three three-pointers. He had five assists, which is what Mike Hart wants him to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants him to play more of that point because at 6-1, 175, he's kind of at that tweener guard stage. Yep. Uh, but he looked very fluid. It's handling interesting the because ball. he was
1: borderline the center for staying on the championship. Right? Yeah, run, isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah. So now, but you know, but, he's got to groom him for what he's gonna do at Syracuse.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think what uh you know he's used to playing a two-three zone, uh, which is what what the Saints play. So that you know there's little variances here and there, but for what the guards are asked to do, uh, their head coach said it was kind of kind of similar actually. And I wanted to say Cole Swider too, another Villanova commit. Yes, uh, probably yeah, probably the best player on that team. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I won't do that. That's those are my honorable mentions right there. So <laughs> right. the uh, the fifth guy is a Marion native, uh, right. so he's on Upper Cape. He's a senior. His name's Hunter Gonsalves. Uh and he is kind of like a stretch four, kind of like a three. He's not very hot, like not very tall. But He's uh, an excellent rebounder. He just always finds himself in the right position. He's kind of not afraid to get to the hoop, and he's just a really great story. He was a 10th you know, guy. I want to say I saw
1: him last year, and he wasn't that impressive. Right, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. so he was a 10th man, you know, 8th man. He wasn't very big, but uh, he's a guy who just, I don't know what happened in the offseason. I guess he started playing AAU ball um, and was voted a captain by his peers this year, kind of made that step up in his game. and. He's become an invaluable piece to the Rams. I, t- I know I mentioned Colin Smith, but Billy McCooch, the head coach there, just told me yesterday that he can't take Hunter out of the game because he doesn't have a replacement for him. Because he's the guy who can get steals, he can guard, you know, guard at the three-point line, he can guard down in the post, you know, he can shoot those corner threes, he can run the fast break, and he's just a sound guy who you can trust in, th- in those type of big game situations. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen him come into a game with the you know Rams trailing by ten or more points. And it's because of a defensive play that he's made or you know, a, a deflection that he's made that someone else gets the credit for the steal for. But he was the guy who kind of started that fast break that you know, made everything kind of go. So it's the things that won't necessarily show up in the, in the box score, although he's had a handful of double-doubles already this season. So yeah. you know, he's a guy who can do the little things but will show up you know, as one of the, the team's better, uh, better all-around players in the stat sheet.
1: Every team needs one of those.
0: Oh, yeah. Mr. Mr. Blue Collar. Oh, Everyone man. needs a Leon Poe. <laughs> <laughs> and really quickly before we move on to the girls, I did
1: want to mention I had a little best of the rest for the SEC sure. players I've seen. Taylor Carlson from Wareham, uh, Cole McIntyre from Old Rochester, mm-hmm. Brennan Rosa, and Shane Poitras Jr. from Votech. Tech.
0: Yeah, yeah and I just are, saw Votech yeah. Tech play. I'm surprised at how poor the record is because they look like they have they play some hard. athletes. They
1: play hard. They're a lot of young kids. So the Poitras is a freshman and oh, the Rosa okay. is a sophomore. Okay, um, Rosa is kind of the... He's maybe not the best basketball player in the gym, but he's going to outwork everyone else in the gym. Yeah, uh, Rebounds excellently for his size. He's not that big, maybe 5'10". Um, and, you know, just kind of puts his head down, gets to the hoop. And he uh, yeah, you know, plays think if, with a lot of energy. And then Poitras is kind of a shooter. Yeah. He's kind of lanky, uh, but he's got a yeah. good three point shot. Yep. Um, so I know he's, he's kind of inconsistent so far this season. Uh, I saw him score 25 against Old Rochester, probably his best game of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I might be a little biased on that end. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sorry when you see these guys play it's once good, if you catch them on their best on your, on their part. Yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just a couple guys. And then Cole McIntyre, just a solid player uh you know a little bit of that uh blue collar yep miss there uh but hits a, a real nice mid-range jump shot reminds me uh, a little bit of the santos brothers from a okay. couple of years ago will and evan
0: okay all right and now let's uh let's switch over to the girls here and um first and foremost she is a player who's not in my region uh but she's from Falmouth Academy, and i've seen seen she's a born native but i just don't happen to see her but um Her name's Kendall Currents. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her at all. Sounds familiar. She's from Falmouth Academy. She's going D1 to Northeastern this year. She just became the first uh, male or female athlete uh, in Cape Cod history to score 2,000 points. She just recently claimed the uh, the Cape and Island scoring record uh, from a Falmouth Academy grad in 98, Sarah Benninghoff. She had, I don't know, 18... Eighteen hundred and fourteen a points. You're knocking
1: off a twenty-year-old record. Oh
0: yeah, and she's a, she's a point guard. She can handle. You know, she drops like thirty-five on teams. You know, she's playing in Found with the Academy, so it's a Division four. So, it's clear that her talent is not Division four caliber. Mm. You know, you know what I mean. Like yeah. she's clearly head and shoulders above everyone else, so she can just kind of school on defenders. Um, and, and she does that on a night in, night out basis. So just eclipsed two thousand points, and it's just from everything that I've heard, she's just a very humble, very nice, very I've got to look meek. up their
1: schedule and see if I can uh, take it down yeah, well, with the Academy game.
0: Uh, she's she's definitely worth the price of admission, that, that $5 cover fee you know, for non students <laughs> It's worth it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, but she's, she's at the Luckily, top of my we have list.
1: these little press passes. That, yeah, oh, uh, everyone just seems to wave us in wherever we go.
0: That's true. It's a nice thing, isn't it? Yeah, you just go up at the
1: Super Bowl and they're like, oh, you got that press pass? You yeah, go. come on in. Yeah, if yeah. only.
0: Yeah. I'm still I'm still waiting on my press. Sometimes pass it doesn't the even Patriots. work in New Bedford High.
1: They're like, "You got the MIA one, right?" And I'm like, "No, are you, you know who I am.
0: You get, you're getting padded down." <laughs> my
1: first time there, four years ago, I almost got turned away at New Bedford. When
0: I was stringing for you guys, I obviously you don't give press passes to stringers. You know, I'd just show up there and everyone would be like, "What are you?" What are you doing, so you're writing about the? I could be writing about the game. What do you mean? Like Like, I have a bag. Who else has notepads and pens? No, yeah, I'm just showing up (laughs) to write about a high school game that no one's going to read. You know, my own little personal blog. Like I'm just trying to get in and get a a quick like print out leaflets and stand on the corner at
1: school handing them out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I got a newsletter, guys. (laughs) like Christ is watching. Like Wes's world. Yeah, there we go. Now we're talking. (laughs) I like that. worldwide, Wide West.
1: There you go. Oh, well, there does somebody go. have that one already? Yeah, no. I think yeah. it's
0: one of LeBron's friends or yeah, something.
1: Yeah, exactly, uh, yeah. his
0: manager or something, yeah. Yeah, it's not original. <laughs> Most of the things they right, say are. All right, so I guess but, yeah. Yeah,
1: I'll start again with my SEC area girls, and uh, I'll start mm-hmm. with uh, Sophia Goucher from mm-hmm. Poniquid. Has the Lakers playing very well. Good genes, uh, right? Yes, exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Her, uh, her her dad, her older brother was a quarterback, and Chad is a star basketball player there, mm-hmm. and I think her dad played there back in the day as well. Right. And, uh, yeah, she's uh, – uh, maybe could uh, the, the shooting uh, could improve a tiny bit but she's can get to the rim, she can handle the ball really well, which mm-hmm. in the girls game, if you're getting pressed, it's really important have to have Absolutely. a girl who can single-handedly break the press. and uh, She can do that. Uh, I saw her play against Stang. It wasn't one of her better games, um, you know. but once she kind of realized her shot wasn't falling, she started distributing the ball a little bit more mm-hmm. and just kind of making sure she got to the rim, got fouled, got to the line. And uh, She's still a junior, so she's got room to improve. Uh, doesn't have a lot of height, um, but again, probably her best skill is she just can dribble really well. She's always control the ball, so got a great handle
0: yeah absolutely like i said in the girls game like that someone who can break the press and kind of fight through that can't beat that nothing nothing tops that so number number two for me uh is a recent milestone uh Eclipser? I don't know if that is, is the term. Uh, she <laughs> recently a eclipsed a, mile, yeah. a milestone. Uh, she, Caroline Wilson. That would be a noun, sandwich. actually. That would be
1: taking a na- verb Eclipser. into a noun. Yeah. yeah. yeah,
0: there we go. yeah you I, think
1: we should we would know our grammar here. But. Right.
0: A journalism major, English lit minor. Yeah, we'll do
1: some sentence trees later. That's what
0: I come up to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, Hofstra University. Uh, anyway, Caroline <laughs> Wilson, 1,000-point uh, mm-hmm. scorer, the go-to, hands-down, best player uh, for, for the Sandwich Blue Knights. Uh, team's a little bit uh, – On the downside this year, I think they're maybe four and eight, five and eight, somewhere around there. So scratching and clawing, hopefully, for the playoffs, maybe. They really lack a uh, number two scorer, Mm -hmm. but she's a forward who's going to be playing uh, D2 at Merrimack next year. All right. Uh, Probably
1: sees a lot of double teams.
0: Sees a lot of double teams, uh, but she can knock it down from outside. She's, you know, it's so funny. She has this like scour. a gowl? scowl scowl there we go yeah English. right in the middle there yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh she looks like menacing on the on the floor but you talk to her after the game and she's like all smiles and just like a real sweetheart but she has this real mean streak on turn the- that switch on oh, that game amazing. face yeah so she scores 1, have, you, have points. you asked her
1: in a press conference what her game face looks like
0: no because I, I see it and i don't want to see that like face to face inches away at that point you know i would just hand over my wallet
1: who was who a coach who was like i don't know oh bobby knight wasn't it bobby knight
0: what, the, I don't know what
1: a game face is, and he did a bunch of crazy faces. Oh,
0: see, I don't know. I know a lot of Bobby Knight rants. I was actually just right. YouTubing. Maybe some it of those, wasn't Bobby
1: it, Knight, maybe, but it was. A, I feel like it was an NCAA coach. It Could yeah. be, and it
0: wouldn't surprise me. It was Bobby Knight, but the best. The best quote I've ever heard Bobby Knight say is something to the tune of, uh, "When my time has come, and my life has passed, I hope they bury me upside down, ah, so my critics can, kiss, can my kiss my ass." That's a we could
1: say is that, that a Bobby a Knight podcast, original.
0: Right? I don't think so. This is your that's, podcast. That's You're edit. making the rules here. That's true. That's true. We'll, I'll edit and post. Donkey's butt. Yeah, there we go. But Caroline Wilson uh, can hit it from outside. You know, can can rebound. She's a great rebounder. Uh, but her go-to move is actually what she scored her thousand points on. Right on the right on the block. She gets on the right block. She fakes inside, spins outside, off you know off the the glass and in and one. Like that's a her bread and butter move. No one can stop it. She gives uh, Janice I, I Leo... I heard Wes
1: has been practicing it in his dra-
0: driveway. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm, like, modeling her after. <laughs> like, the way that she plays her game is how I aspire to play at, like, local nice. Y games. Uh, but she gave Janice Leo fits. Ah, a few, few players do that, right? correct, yeah. Yeah.
1: She, we might be mentioning her later. Here's a death stare.
0: Yeah, so it's like, yeah, there it is, right? Yeah. But it's just interesting because, like, her game, you know, where Leo's a little bit lankier and taller and thinner, like... Caroline Wilson's strong. Like mm. She so she's not afraid. Like she, what she's giving up in height, she has that yeah, advantage. And strength. strength,
1: yeah. All right, Well, we'll have to go to my next uh, SEC, Jada Forden, okay, junior over at Voke Tech. Uh, everyone she's been on the scene since she was a freshman. Uh, very athletic, got some length, uh, decent rebounder, and then they they run a great little pick and roll game with her, mm-hmm. and she really knows how to know how to play the pick and roll. So it's a, a little almost like NBA style with a lot of pick and rolls with uh, her and Sarah Duarte and Lindsay Ramos. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can when her shot's dropping, she becomes incredibly dangerous because if you have to guard her all the way out of the three point line, she's going to blow by you.
0: Right. Okay. Um, so yeah, she's uh, Jada Ford in Vogue Tech. All right, now we're uh, I'm going to get into. Uh, my big man. So if I needed a center here, so this would be uh, a junior, uh, Emma Fenton from Bourne. Uh, she has a gravitational pull around her. It's like defenses just orbit right around her. They center on her. So she, she doesn't necessarily get that high point totals. But what she does as far as uh, creating space for people on the outside, who is another mm-hmm. one I'll get to in a minute. Um, but opens up shots for everyone down there. She's a double double machine. She's six two. Like yeah, you know, I think in, in a girls' game, girls' high school basketball, having that size advantage um, mm-hmm. is just un, you know invaluable at that point. Again, uh, five and seven right now, so they got a little bit of battling to do. I think they're five and one in the SEC. Small, I guess that's if we want to call oh, it that. Or, yeah,
1: let's not um, even get into the mess Yeah, that I, the I never West know conference. how
0: to do the conference. I don't know.
1: We have buddy Thomas over at our, our shop uh, likes to call it the blue and the red divisions. I like large and small, I don't but g- nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. You talk to Coach after
0: the game, you're like, is this a division game or conference game? Like, they, don't they don't know. know right? Yeah, no idea. It's the same thing with the Mac. Like, I can never keep track of the Mac stuff either. Because yes. yeah, so you have okay. comprehensive and, and then, then small large and large. small. Yeah. yeah. Whatever that is, but uh, but yeah, Emma Fenton, double double machine pulls down ten boards regularly. You know, if you're if you're driving through the paint and you're an opposing team, you're gonna have to go through her to get two points, and that's you know asking a lot out of sometimes what what I consider uh, Bambi's on ice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, <laughs> as we talk <laughs> about babies on ice, we'll go on to. Uh, I'm out of the SEC now. I have to say mm-hmm. my other three. Okay. Are, but since you're talking centers, uh, I'm going to go with my center on my team. would be Janice Layout from okay. New Bedford. 6'2, uh, not not a lot of strength. hmm. It's definitely thin. Uh, not as thin as she, as she was before. You know, she's been, you know, I'm, I think working in the weight room a little bit. And, uh, you know. That
0: brand new weight room, huh? Exactly. Beautiful. Oh, new beautiful room. piece of yeah, yeah, the Bobby
1: Watkins yeah. Fitness Center, actually. Oh, I right, was wow. a weight room, it's Excuse fancier me. than that. Yeah, no, very very cool actually. <laughs> uh, one of the one of the better ones in the whole South Coast, I'd say. But uh, yeah, so she you know she just six two as mm-hmm. well and uh, or skilled and coordinated blocks. You know, the ability to have somebody like that at the rim is, in the girls' game, as you were mentioning earlier, is, is just a game changer. Yeah, and I, you know, I think other teams you know I saw them play Dartmouth and Laura Mendel loves to get to the hoop, it's another sneak peek here. Yeah, loves to get to the hoop and just she couldn't. You know, she, they, they suddenly everyone's taking everything from ten feet out and beyond because they just uh, you know everything at the rim is affected and right. not everyone has the ability to finish with both hands so it's really just a game changer having her down low and she has a little bit of scoring as well they don't run a ton of plays for her but uh, when they she gets a lot of points on putbacks and mm-hmm. you know, offensive rebounds it, and it, but block shocks and everything stuff. on the defensive side Absolutely. is huge her yeah. her
0: wingspan is just unbelievable cuz i yeah. saw they I She's think they long. did a home and home series with sandwich so that's where i got to see her play and, uh, much like Caroline Wilson, volleyball player. And I have to wonder yes. that, uh, volleyball, there's a, there's a lot of transferable traits, you know, from the volleyball game, especially where, if you're a middle hitter, I've got to say that there's a lot of equatable qualities that you Absolutely. take over I'm from volleyball. And over I have another board. new Bedford player on my list and they're both on the volleyball team. Yeah. So. so, okay, there we go there. And my, uh, so my fourth one, uh, staying and born Kaya Fernandez, she's a sophomore guard, uh, starting as a freshman last year, uh, but she's, Plays, She kind of has a, a calming presence about her. Uh, she can distribute, run, like you were saying earlier, kind of run through uh, other teams' presses, can handle the ball really well. There's no problem dishing it out. She can get to the hoop. She's not a great shooter, uh, but she she can get to the hoop at will and kind of finish shots at the free throw line. Really tenacious defender. Another girl like Caroline Wilson who just plays with a scowl on her face. Got it. I got it right that time. Got it, yeah. Uh, I, that was flawless. Yeah, that was great stuff. Um, but. Yeah, another girl. Well, these guys going
1: to start again saying skull like you're a Vikings fan.
0: There we go. Oh, that's, yeah, no, no, no. Forget the Vikings. Get out of here. This <laughs> a team that can't get out of the NFC Championship game that are, sums up their entire uh, existence. Well, they had Case Keenum. What do you expect? Yeah, well, that didn't explain when they had Randy Moss and Dante Culpepper and Robert Smith. Well, but then yeah, they were, Then they
1: were running to the Giants, who were just too good for everybody.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Oh, I guess so, yeah. Not for the Ravens that year, but anyway. Um, oh. um, anyway, yeah. So back to Kyra Fernandez. She plays with that scowl on her face, and she's just, you know, so cool. you talk to her after she has a big game, and she's just deflects everything. It's a classic kind of like point guard. Want to dish it out? My teammates make me better. Uh, they help me get open shots. They take the pressure off from me. But you know, I think in reality, her head coach, and I think most people who watch her would say, well, she she's the one that kind of makes that offense go. And mm-hmm. I think to see next year. The progress with Emma Fenton and that kind of two-man two, two man game that they can kind of play, maybe pick-and-pop sort of thing. Um, that, that'll be exciting to see.
1: All right, so uh, I'll, I'll stay in New Bedford. Uh, the player who I think is actually the best player I've seen in our area, this in the Standard Time's coverage area this year, Sharon Rose. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I've From seen her too, yeah. Yeah,
1: very impressive. Uh, more aggressive than I remembered, um, but also hit a bunch of threes. I uh, mm-hmm. saw him against Dartmouth. And she was just unstoppable. And she had Laura Mandel on her, who's a good defender, long, crazy wingspan, And uh, for a lot of the game, and, and she was just Im- impressive. And uh, she also had a good ability when she got double teamed. When the defense collapsed on her, she'd pass it out. Um, they have a few options uh, on the team this year. So, you know, New Bedford girls are fighting to get into the tournament, which has uh, been a long shot for them the last few years. They've uh, really been struggling the last few years, and this year there's kind of a little bit of resurgence, and mm-hmm. they're kind of right on the brink, just a game or two under 500 right now, trying to fight to get in.
0: Yeah, and I thought what, what impressed me about uh, Rose is that when Leo got into foul trouble, because New Bedford played in this holiday uh, tournament that, does, that, that Sandwich mean, That does hosted. tend to happen. Yeah, yeah. So when she got into foul trouble, I was wondering, all right, well, who's, who's going to pick up the points? Because I only knew Leo just won from the mm. height alone, but I knew her from the volleyball season, and then Sharon Rose kind of comes in and ends up being, being named the MVP of the you know, tournament. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's like for a team that was, I think, in the consolation game, or in the were runners up there, I don't think they won the tournament. I think they played in the finals and lost. But to get the MVP, she scored like a season high at that point 21 points. her Andre not, Dawson not, moment. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I thought that was, uh, she, she definitely impressed me. Last one here, I'm going to go uh, to the EAC, actually, stick to my, my alma mater, because uh, I saw them play against uh, Bourne, Bishop Stang, uh, Shadow Eric Levy, Catherine Jurgen, who I heard yes. just broke her, uh, broke her
1: hand, wrist.
0: Yeah, but when I saw her play After against season, yeah. against Bourne, you know they had just no answer. I love the way that the Stang girls play. It's an up and down kind of relentless, never take the foot off the gas pedal sort of thing. Uh, they're not afraid they to swing press the him ball full around. Court. They great, love to great passing. Pass. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think she's been the uh, the spark plug of that team. motion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think they were a fun a fun team to watch. And that was a fun game to watch, even though it turned out to be like a twenty fifteen point blowout win for Stang. But something like that, thats, a, that's that could be a fun game to watch.
1: Absolutely, yeah. They're, they're definitely going to miss her. She was a super teamer here at the Standard Times. No surprise. Uh, last, I think she's a senior now, right? or she's a junior now, so she was, I think she's yeah. a sophomore uh, wow, last okay. year when she was a super teamer. So, yeah, definitely uh, one of the important cogs that make that team, and they got off to a great start, and they're yeah. still playing well. So, uh, my last spot, uh, Dartmouth, I mentioned earlier, Lauren Mendel, mm-hmm. uh, starred at Westport, scored 750 points by the time she entered high school. Wow. She just hit, she's about to hit 1,000. Uh, last night I knew she was 49 away, but I think, I think she she's played last freshman. night. She's a freshman. She was at Westport, she's now at Dartmouth. Uh, it's kind of been uh, a pipeline there in recent years. Uh, oh, Lindsay really? Very different. Actually, Catherine Jurgen from Westport. Oh, okay. Um, I don't okay. think she actually played at Westport though, because I think that may have been before they had the eighth grade, the middle school waivers. Okay. Um, but you can imagine what Westport would look like if they had Jurgen, Mendel, Oliver, and then they have a seventh, eighth grader right now, Layla
0: Silver, who's very good. And weren't they like nineteen and one last year? They or did. Something?
1: They shared the conference with uh, uh, West Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they only made a couple rounds in the tournament, but again, they had a backcourt. There was a seventh grader and eighth grader. Yeah, so yeah, yeah,
0: yeah that's that's promising. Yeah, yeah. so
1: she's Mendel's. As long as they cut you know, the NBA is all about wingspan these days. She's got the wingspan. She's a pest defensively. Gets a ton of steals. Mm-hmm. Um, is coordinated despite her length. And uh, just does everything pretty well, and it was interesting because we we named her Player of the Year when she was in eighth grade, and she was playing at Westport, which doesn't always play the best competition, so it's a yep. little hard to kind of judge a division. You know, Sharon Rose and Janice Lay were playing this Division, division one, one schedule, Division One, Big Three, yeah, yeah, against you know these girls from from Westport, and you know she's now at Dartmouth playing a tough schedule, and she's averaging probably about seventeen a game. And proving you right. Exactly. Proving you guys yeah. right. We were a yes. little curious if we were going to end up with a leg on our face. She went to the next level. Suddenly she wasn't dominating, yep. but, you know, she's, she's proven us right.
0: Yeah, well, I think this has been a whole lot of fun here. Yeah, I think to kind of go through, I think basketball is uh, both within our wheelhouses, some of our favorite sports to watch at any level. So I think it's fun i just got to catch more K
1: basketball here. Yeah, I well, I'll tell some, you, some yeah, you got you got some names. i sand got sandwich. some
0: names that i got to see outside of. I still have to go out and see Bishop Stang play. Um, that'll be yeah they're
1: good I they also got I mean names we have mentioned there Riley Carew
0: yeah uh, yep. it's
1: kind of their post player she's a tough player she was on my kind of next second team yeah five and then they have a freshman I uh, check out Abby Fernandes okay pretty good too yeah and
0: they, they, they got a lot of talent
1: up and down the roster there they go about seven or eight deep
0: I think the big thing that we can take away here is that uh, Bishop Stang produces great athletes uh, myself included Is that that what we're taking away here Uh, today? This
1: this podcast is quickly spiraling out of control here.
0: (laughs) Well, it's my podcast. I'm running the show. (laughs) Uh, Even if I am not on uh, company property anymore. Yes, you're in the Standard Times podcast studio here. That's why it uh, maybe sounds 7% better. Uh, yeah, know, well, I'll, I'll have to hear that for myself afterwards and be the judge of that. But all right, we're running on some high quality audio over here. It, it's a nice setup. It's very dark. Uh, you have this light <laughs> glowing on you right now from the computer screen, and everything else is all shut off. So Since you, nobody can see this. You, you have the this lights, scowl. We
1: had the power. The power went out here at the Standard Times yesterday, and it apparently blew out all six lights in this room. Yeah. So there's literally no lights in this room right now except for my cell phone flashlight.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, whatever's showing up at me, it's yeah. Yeah, you got like a you're casting the Candlelight podcast. It's yeah, it's it's kind of romantic, Like it's like, to be it's like with a fireside uh, presidential chat, right? Yeah, I'm slightly aroused. Uh, but on that note... <laughs> we we'll have to cut that part <laughs> out of our high school basketball podcast. Yeah, this is, it's all in fun, though. It's a family show. We're just having a good time here. Yeah, it's nothing PG-13 rating but, now.
1: Yeah, PG, PG-13. I don't That's know. That's true. They let them get away with some stuff in PG now.
0: Yeah, you'd be surprised. But for Brendan Curie of the uh, South Coast Varsity, the podcast, uh, and digital editor of the Standard Times sports page, and overall, right? Do, am I missing any other digital titles? Digital editor
1: of the Standard Times, even. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. I got me. all the titles. <laughs> You got them all
0: could, They, could they just hand them out for free over here <laughs> yeah. like, you want a title here you go god i gotta yeah i gotta get something so uh, i'm just wesley sykes and a uh, sports editor of the born and sandwich enterprise and uh this is the cape pod sportscast episode 3.5 uh recorded today on what's today it's tuesday. always recorded
1: today isn't it <laughs> yeah
0: tuesday january 30th uh enjoy your weekend we'll be back on friday with uh rich and normal who's uh normally our co-host here but We'll be uh, bringing you the week that was as we prepare for the Canal Cup that's coming up this week. Oh, a man. little hockey action. Big things happening. That's it. Uh, have a good day. Bye.